G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, an opportunity today to pose a pointed question and one that you might have an immediate response to. And on another level, you might want to think through the issue carefully. If I said to you, asking this question, are you a rebel? Well, some of us will pride ourselves in the thought that, of course, we do like to buck the trends. We do like to push back when there's injustice. There's others of us who'd say, no, aren't we commanded in the Bible not to be rebellious? Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about this this past week. He's got an article up on his website called Are You a Rebel? Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, give us your insights here, because if we're going to position ourselves, am I a rebel? What does the Bible have to say? Yeah, well, you laid it out in the introduction. There's kind of different ways you can look at this. Uh, generally speaking, we shouldn't be rebels, right? Uh, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft we read in the Old Testament. So normally, when God has set up authority structures, say civil government or the family with parents, uh, you know, it's good not to rebel. God ordained that there'd be these authority institutions to keep things together in a fallen world, and God himself, of course, the ultimate authority. So to rebel against God is sin, is wrong. But there is another sense in which we can say, actually, to be a good Christian means you will be a rebel, at least if you live in a culture that's more and more secular, more and more pagan, more and more anti-Christian, simply to live a good, devout Christian life, simply to seek to obey God and serve Him, guess what? The world will consider you to be a rebel, and pretty much everything you do and say will be seen as an act of rebellion. So yeah, I penned this piece recently looking at both examples of this in the Bible, examples in church history, and that's pretty much always been the case. When you stand for Christ in the kingdom in an ungodly world, you're going to be known as a troublemaker, a resistor, a rebel. I guess if you talk about things that might be happening here in Australia, the thought that evil is now being seen as good and good is now being seen as evil, you've got to reassess what rebel really means if you're going to be Christ-like, a follower of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Woe to those who call, you know, put light for dark, bitter for sweet, and so on, as Isaiah 520 says, and you alluded to. 
uh, today, you know, you stand up for anything basic to the biblical faith, stand up for the unborn, stand up for marriage and family. Guess what? That makes you a rebel, a troublemaker, somebody who does not fit in with the surrounding culture because they're going in all the opposite directions to where God wants us to be. They're celebrating iniquity and unrighteousness and immorality and, you know, every anti-God and anti-life thing you can imagine. That seems to be the way of our Western cultures. So for you to say, sorry, I'm uh, I'm not with you on this. I, I stand up and I say no to the way the world is moving. Yeah, you're going to be looked at as a real rebel, a real troublemaker, and probably somebody who will have to be dealt with one way or another. I guess whether you are a rebel or not depends on who's in power. If you're reflecting on the Old Testament, what characters stand out to you, Bill, so far as those who would be seen as rebels? Well, there'd be plenty. Uh, You know, you think of, uh, say, the prophet Elijah. Recall the episode when he comes to King Ahab, the wicked king, and Ahab says, oh, here's that uh, troubler of Israel coming again. Uh, You know, just being a prophet of God in the king's eyes, he was a troublemaker. Uh, I was just reading again in the book of Ezra. Of course, uh, the Jews uh, returned from exile, going back to Jerusalem, going to start to rebuild the temple, all that work that had to be done. But they had opponents. They had people who were not happy. So we read in Ezra and Nehemiah, actually, about how some went back to the king of Persia who had released them and said, hey, these guys are up to no good. They're troublemakers. This uh, city of theirs, Jerusalem, it's always been a rebellious city. They've never fit in. Uh, They're always stirring up trouble, so we should not allow them to rebuild their temple. So again, the same accusation, the people of God doing God's will, and guess what? They were seen to be rebels, troublemakers. Of course, no different in the New Testament, right? Um, Jesus himself, well, if he wasn't being accused of blasphemy by the Jews, certainly when he was dragged to the Roman authorities, the charge they tried to make against him there was, you know, Jesus is this troublemaker. He's rebelling. He's claiming to be a king. We only have one king. Caesar is our friend, not Jesus. So again, Christ himself was given this uh, characterization as being a rebel. Uh, The early disciples write Acts 17, it says these guys were turning the world upside down. So once again, troublemakers for Jesus, those who always seem to cause trouble simply by being true to Christ. Bill, in the 21st century, bringing all this into today, recognizing Uh, that there were rebels in the Old Testament, that when you characterize Jesus himself as being seen as a rebel to those governing authorities and even to the Roman Empire, bringing this into our modern day, uh, either we address injustices and call out evil Mm. or we're in denial and turning a blind eye. I wonder if we really don't have much of a choice. You've got to get your rebel hat on, haven't you? (laughs) Well, it seems to be the case. And again, you're not setting out to be a rebel. You're not trying to be a troublemaker. You're just trying to be a good, faithful, and obedient Christian. But as culture gets more and more anti-Christian, 
more and more hostile to every value that you and I hold near and dear, well, guess what? You will get labeled as a troublemaker, as a rebel, as somebody who doesn't fit in. You know, if we could just get rid of these pesky Christians, we could have a happy, harmonious society. But these Christians, they're always making things tough for us and always causing division. Well, we're not really doing anything. We're just trying to be true to Christ. And when people hate Christ, as Jesus said in John 3, people love darkness rather than light, and their deeds are evil, and the light shines up the darkness. You know, people feel convicted simply being around a godly Christian. Their evil ways are exposed. So we're not bringing any division. We're not trying. We're not going out of our way to be troublemakers, but simply to live true for Christ, you will be seen that way. And as you say, when you stand up for issues of injustice and so on, whether it's uh, challenging uh, you know, the ever-growing power of the state, which wants to run everything, we saw that again, as we've said so often during the Kona, uh, corona or COVID crisis, closing churches down and all the rest. Some people, some pastors who kept the churches open, they were seen as rebels in the eyes of the world, but they were you know, feeling they were being faithful to God in the face of unjust edicts by the state. So it's always going to happen. That's just the way it is. I imagine rebel looks different depending on the time of history you're in and the setting in which you are. Some people will think of a rebel as someone who takes up arms against an oppressor. But there is a certain sense here, and I'll get your clarity here, Bill. When you are in a battle, uh, which is not with those sorts of arms that you take up and ready to defend or to kill, uh, the Mm. battle that you are in with a contest of ideas, I suspect this is where more the rebel Christian needs to be today. Yeah, well, quite right. And again, a quick history lesson will show your point is valid. Uh, When the culture surrounding the Christian is more or less on the same page, and for many, well, many centuries, actually, the West was really uh, synonymous with Christendom, right, to talk about, say, Christian Europe. Uh, You could do that uh, because most Europeans were Christians, at least nominally, and they agreed with the basics. But we've moved from being basically a pro-Christian West to, uh, well, certainly a a post-Christian West. And as we've often talked about now, well, we've actually gone beyond that. We're now in an anti-Christian phase of the West where really so many things, laws being passed, popular culture, you name it, uh, they are actually inimical to the very things and the values that we hold to. So, yeah, if you live in a culture that's more or less on side, including the government powers that be, well, that's that's fine. You don't have to be a rebel. But guess what? When you live in a hostile culture and with governments increasingly turning on the Christian, well, then of necessity, you will be a rebel. As you say, it may not be picking up guns, but it'll be saying no to unjust laws. It'll be saying no to the uh, intrusion of the state into the affairs of the church. It'll be saying no many times, just as Bonhoeffer, for example, had to say no to the Nazi state to be true to Christ. 
increasingly that is going to be our call today. We have to get up and say no to the surrounding culture because what the surrounding culture is doing is really getting us to deny everything of our own Christian faith. There might be an easy way and a hard way here, and I think listeners might hear your suggesting we need to take up some hard things because too easy not to be a rebel and just go along with the values of the world, uh, those principles that lead us down a garden path and ignore the strength of character and faith that we have in Christ. Uh, too easy not to be a rebel. Well, absolutely, and that's probably the biggest problem we have in the church is too many people want to fit in with the world. They want to be friends with the world. They certainly don't want the hostility and the anger of the world. They want to be liked by the world, so they will not rock the boat. They will not stand up and speak about that which matters, again, whether the fate of the unborn or uh, things like religious freedom, you name it, many will not speak speak out. They want to be liked by the world. That's, uh, you know, well, Jesus himself, right? What did he say? Beware when all men speak well of you, right? That should, that alone, that one verse should make it clear. If everybody thinks you're just fine in the world and thinks, oh, you're a great Christian, well, maybe you've got some issues you need to deal with. Maybe you're too much like the world, and maybe you need to get better with Christ and more with his program, and then you'll probably find you'll be getting a bit of uh, enmity, a bit of anger, a bit of hatred, simply because the world and Christ are two completely opposite things. Well, I'll point listeners to this one of the latest articles you've written, Bill. It's called, Are You a Rebel?, and for listeners, you can find that article on com, or simply Google Culture Watch, one word. It's called Are You a Rebel? And you might want to check out a number of other articles on a whole range of different topics Bill has been writing about this past week. Bill, thanks so much for sharing your insights once again today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.